the number one class in the nation. It resides at Georgia. Georgia has finished up this signing class, and we got some dudes in it. We're here with Brian Smith. He does recruiting. He knows these guys. He knows what's going on. We're going to ask him his thoughts on this as well as, hey, maybe Kirby Smart has changed up some things since the last couple of years that you might have noticed. Brian certainly knows. We're going to ask him that next on Locked on Bulldogs. You are Locked on Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody. This is Locked On Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app today. Use promo code Locked On College for $20 off. More on them as bowl season gets going. We are here with Brian Smith. Daniel is not here with me today, but Brian is because Brian's talking all things recruiting. And this is his talk about Merry Christmas. This is your abject Super Bowl type of year. Hasn't always been like this, this new early signing day, which, by the way, we can talk about reform later, but it's ludicrous that we have playoffs going on as well as signing day, as well as bowls right here. We'll, we might get to that later, but uh, Brian, thanks for coming to the show. Uh, if you haven't been with us on Locked On Bulldogs before with Brian, Brian is all things recruiting. How has it been going, my man? <laughs> it is uh, wild. Uh, NIL flips, uh, the reasons for kids, you know, picking schools. I'm sure you at least in passing saw the whole saga with Jeremiah Smith and Ohio state in Miami. Like I was right in the middle of that. So that was fun getting ready to go to bed. And I get a text, Hey, Ohio state finally signed. It was 10 o'clock at night. It was late. (laughs) It was was late. He did that. He did that floating name thing on the, on the signing (laughs) video, which is crazy. Like, Oh my gosh, that was wild. He was waiting for that bag to drop some more and it dropped because he's going to Ohio state. That's fantastic. Uh, Well, Brian, let's just start off big, easy kind of opening question. Give us your thoughts on this signing class for Georgia. Number one in the nation got a number uh, of kids who are tops in their position. Tell us your overall feel for this class. What does it seem like to you was a point of emphasis for Kirby smart and this staff? Offensive line was number one in just sheer mass. Everybody, if I remember right, is 320-ish or above, you know, give or take. Yeah. And Georgia does their strength and conditioning program probably different than anybody, especially with O-line. They they run them more than any other place. I know the, the one kid that the big offensive lineman talked about that in a show earlier this year. But they're in shape. They win games. They'll plow over people, and they need bigger guys because they're going to shed some pounds. And they went out and found, I believe, six more of them. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> that was the number one take I had. And they they secured that O-line class pretty early, Glenn. I mean, they they did a nice job. New York, Georgia, you know, Illinois, Texas, they they found them wherever they could find them because they had a specific profile. So that's one. And two is just ridiculous amounts of speed. That I'll get mm. into that more, more precisely in a second. But, like, there isn't a spot, O-line excluded, obviously, where they don't have a bunch of guys that can just run. And they kind of figured out. I think we all know that Kirby's staff is tremendous. Uh, Schumann and those guys on defense figure it out. Well, there's a slot guy they're trying to cover. They can find a nickel from a different spot. They got right. speed everywhere. And that's why Georgia is Georgia. They find the big guys up front. And everybody talks about their size, and that's great. They still got a lot of speed. And they finally have shifted what you were hinting at in the opening. They're taking guys on the perimeter. I don't think Kirby would have taken two, three years ago. And one of the kids that I like, Dwight Phillips, 
He's a burner as a running back, but he could play slot. He can catch mm. the ball really well. He, if you wanted to move him to nickel or to corner, he could do that. I don't know if they would take those kids necessarily a couple of years ago. White, the other the receiver you and I talked about off air, they got guys that can really fly. This is more, in a lot of ways, offensive skill. I'm not saying that they're the same coach, but it reminds me a little bit of what Lane Kiffin recruits, a yeah. very balanced overall group. Because Lane knows offense. You can say what you want about his Twitter comments, but he knows offense. <laughs> and, I mean, Kirby and Lane are about as far apart personality-wise on scheming offense as it gets, but they're recruiting some similar players. And then finally, they still got the guys up front for the very specific need of how the 3-4 works. They got the big nose guard from North Carolina. They got a couple kids in state that are big defensive linemen that fit the profile, that are long, that have a chance to weigh 280 and up and be athletes. Georgia's defense is still going to be really, really good, Quinn. Yeah, and it's really interesting. As you look at NIL and transfer portal, you you mentioned <laughs> offensive line, and you saw this. It was an interesting thing happening now because before signing day, there were a number of – um, UGA offensive lineman that hadn't hit the portal. All of a sudden, signing day comes, and all of a sudden, a couple names drop into the portal. A couple of guys rumored to, to be hitting the portal as well that are offensive linemen because they're seeing the writing on the wall with this. And defense, the same thing. We saw this exodus out of Georgia of some guys because we knew, hey, here's who's coming in. Kirby Smart and the staff talk to these guys all the time and say, Here's what I want you to do. And not everybody's a Channing Tindall. We've talked about this so many times on the show. Channing Tindall stayed. Not everybody's a, a Carson Beck. Stay, get developed, go ahead, be, show out your final year, go get drafted, go be great. Some of the guys are like, nope, I need the bag, and I need money, and I need to play, and I need to be now. And Kirby Smart and the staff knew who they were getting in this class. On defense, defensive line is a, still a source of, of concern for me, and I think we need to hit a couple guys in the portal to sure up some depth. But if you look at this offensive line uh, side of the ball it has ripple effects because now guys are thinking about i need to go elsewhere because next year we have some dudes that are already established these big old hosses yeah you, you mentioned it i mean they're not light anywhere not in height yeah. not in weight <laughs> not in mauler mentality it is just a giant wall of girth coming down at people and it made a couple of guys at uga think through and say, maybe we need to get out of here. Maybe we need to go seek elsewhere, which is very interesting. And yeah, like you said, on defensive side of the ball, um, it, it's not changing anything. Justin Williams, that linebacker, uh, number oh, one in his position. He's tremendous. What Describe what you, when, when you say he's tremendous, and when I look at the game film, he pops out to me. What's his, what is his strength as a, 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 a play side backer in this league going to be? It's the difference between being able to sub in and, and not being able to. How many times do you see a team come out with a package and you think they're going to play power, but then they go like four wide with two tight ends and they run screen to like the one fast guy they have on the field? Yeah, that's right. But you got your nickel in and he's up against a 260-pound tight end in the slot. How does that end? Well, he can play the nickel. He can play outside linebacker. He can play inside. You can move him all over. You don't have to sub. When you have guys like that, look, and I'm not saying Kirby's not a phenomenal coach. He went all those guys. It's a lot easier. Yes, They don't have to sub out because they have players that are very specific to multiple roles. That's right. He's worth like three scholarships. That's that's that's, that's difference between winning and losing at the very high end of college football. 
We've seen this with JDJ transferring over to Kentucky. JDJ is a good football player, but the speed was lacking for him on a couple of plays. He's a good linebacker. He's a sure tackler. He's a leader. But you saw CJ Allen come in. CJ Allen is green as green can get and very, very raw, but he is fast and athletic and doesn't need to come out on third down. JDJ is more like a Monty Rice type situation. I love Monty Rice. I'm not, I'm not disparaging anybody. And I go be great, JDJ. But this is the ripple effect that you see with guys like Justin Williams. And truth we told Chris Cole, same thing, long, athletic, lean, yep. fast guys that are just on the field at all times. We're going to come back with Brian, ask him more about that offensive weapon, the speedsters that we got on that side, and, and ask who they are because this running back room is loaded as well, and we're going to ask him about that. Uh, but first, we want to make sure that you guys hear these. And these are, in fact, Game Time. Game Time is a fantastic app. If you don't have the app, go ahead and download it. Daniel and I used this when we went to the Kentucky game this year. We needed tickets. We didn't have tickets. And we said to ourselves, man, I don't want to pay top billing. And, and look, we did the whole algorithm. We got every single ticket website out there. We looked at tickets. We put them in the cart. We did the taxes and fees. And it turns out Game Time is the cheapest upon all of them. We should have just took their word for it. We did not. We're idiots. We're morons. Don't be a moron like us. Believe them, Game Time. Download the Game Time app today. Use promo code locked on college for $20 off gametime.co use promo code locked on college for $20 off right now all the upcoming events in your area game time has it's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets download the game time app create account use promo code locked on college for $20 off your first order terms and conditions apply create an account and redeem the code locked on college $20 off Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Not only that, but we also want to make sure you understand LinkedIn. LinkedIn.com. LinkedIn is when we talk recruiting, when we talk getting people onto your team, into the portal, and onto where you're going. LinkedIn's the place to do that in a professional manner. Right now, you go get LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. You get a little border around, letting everybody know you're hiring. You got millions and millions of network people all around the world that know relationships matter continuing conversations matter. Hello, flipping KJ Bolden. Don't burn bridges, y'all. LinkedIn knows what that's all about. And if you need the right person for the right team for your team, go to LinkedIn jobs right now. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. And if you're looking for a job, go over there right now. You can see all manner of positions that you fit. You don't have to do weird interview questions. Get over there right now. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. I'm here with Brian Smith, recruiting expert galore. We're talking signing day of Georgia. And as we talk and as we look, uh, you mentioned it, Brian. I want to dive a little bit into it more. The speed of this class and uh, in particular, a couple of guys. If I just look at the running back room for the offensive side uh, of the ball, Nate Frazier uh, out of California, um, 5'11", 208, four-star kid. Uh, we got as well the, the running back room, Dwight Phillips, Jr., 5'11", 170, uh, four-star kid as well out of Georgia. Uh, and, and we weren't done. I'm going to add a couple more guys to this. Chauncey Bowens, one-time Florida guy, uh, goes three-star, 5'11", 219. And people can say they have different skill sets, but all these guys can burn. If you look at the game film and you look at Sokovi White as well, this athlete guy, put him out there, see what happens, punt return or maybe slot, something like that. But but it does seem to me that Kirby has added this element of, of speed. Arian Smith was supposed to be that guy for us, and he never could develop an, an 
catch radius that was consistent. He had the drops used a number of times. But if you look at this running back room as well as wide receiver Tuggle as well, you can put him in there. Um, these guys are burners. What do you anticipate? How, how does this play indicative to you? You mentioned um, uh, Lane Kiffin type offense or, or, or recruiting the guys that have that skill set, which I, I agree with. I think speed kills all day long. Um, how do you anticipate these running backs and wide receivers playing out at Georgia? I anticipate a lot of run from these guys. I think a freshman running back gets a good amount of carries. We had a number of guys coming back banged up coming off of injuries, uh, which is, which is bad news, but all of a sudden you get a plethora of skill and talent. Uh, what do you think about the speed of these guys coming in, Brian? Well, let's use Sakobi white, for instance, he's not the biggest fellow. He's five, eight, one seventy listed. He's probably closer to one sixty five if I was to guess, but he can fly. Yeah. And he's a kid that they got out of Cartersville, Georgia. It's, you know, traditional area for a lot of water programs coming there and recruit it. You can use him on your jet sweeps, et cetera. And then when you fake it to him and you hand it to Bowens, who, by the way, is shaped like a V. I don't know why he's ranked three star in two, four, seven. That's hilarious. But he Clueless. is. And he's Yeah, that was really surprising to me. That's a kid that Georgia thought was as good as anybody as a traditional running back. He's not a 10-5 guy, but he's like NFL-ready size. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And then you you start mixing in the speed on the perimeter. you got to start making different decisions on where your safeties and your linebackers are, and you put the defense in a really tough spot. So the Frazier kid, I've seen him. He's really talented. I love the way his feet are, and he, you know, he's from a great program in modern day. He's got a chance yes. to understand the system pretty much anywhere he goes and compete, and he's going to Georgia, I would be surprised if he doesn't get some play as well. I think they'll all be effective in the pass game in some way too. That's the new part with Georgia for me. I think they're going to use their running backs even in tandem at times, maybe motion somebody into the slot, screen game, some different things, and be a little more moderate. Let's be honest, like Georgia was averaging like 320 this year in the pass game, um, but the running backs I think will be more involved, and they got the guys like Tuggle can fly. They're going to try to hit more big plays down the field than they ever have before. This this is really unique for Georgia. You know, it's really, really uh, interesting um, uh, that for a majority of Georgia's offense, having Carson Beck come back, I know we missed out on Rayola and he goes to Nebraska, go secures the bag. That's, an, that's incredible. But if you look at guys coming back into this program, we have a number of wide receivers coming in. Carson Beck is going to need guys to throw th to Lad McConkey. It's not official yet, but it's rumored he's going to the league, which I think I would predict the same thing. He signed with a marketing network and an agent, and he's going to go get that. But if you look at Brock Bowers, you look at Oscar Delp, you look at Lad McConkey, you look at all these guys, even Dylan Bell, right? Dylan Bell, wide receiver, come and play running back, as well as that kind of Debo Samuel 49er feel. A lot of these guys just need the ball in their hand. They're just playmakers. So just go get the ball, put it in their hands, see what happens. And I think Munkin was very, very good at getting guys in the balls in head, but all of a sudden Bobo comes in. Bobo's trying to do that same thing, and he's not to the level that Monk, Munkin is, but I think he could be, and I think he's learning very well that you need guys like this, and to put them on the field and see what happens. I think if you look at the running back room, you're exactly right. This this passing attack is no longer going to be – it's all about matchups, right? You get a Sokovi White, you get a, a, a Dwight, you get them on linebackers that can't run. If you're going to go ahead and pass on first down, you're not going to run on first down. You get a matchup nightmare, you send them on a wheel route, all of a sudden, hello, here's pay dirt coming your way. And Carson Beck coming back is going to need dudes to throw the ball, and these guys are that 
those dudes a hundred percent. Even if you're looking at it and say, okay, I, I want, I want ground and pound with Bones. Well, sure. Maybe, I don't know. We got Branson Robinson and a couple guys like that. Andrew Paul that are like that as well and shaped like that V, but man, it's nice to have speed everywhere. Um, if you were to look at one of these running backs on this and, and, and you mentioned it, he's not a three-star kid. I don't know why they put him at three-star. Chauncey Bones is, is a stud. Which one of these three running backs would you say has probably the likeliest of chances of getting the most touches for UGA next year? I'd say Frazier just because of where he's from. He's just used to being in the spotlight. There's something to be said for playing for one of those big box schools in the Trinity League in L.A. Mm. Uh, for those that aren't familiar, that's like St. John Bosco, Modern Day, yeah. and all the programs out there that are the private schools, et cetera, and they just kick the crap out of everybody out there. That's right. You know, it's – one of the schools from Georgia went out to California this year and, and played money, but it got beat by 60. So it, it's possible in the easiest of ways for him to come in and feel comfortable. That's very important. Smart kid. And he's, he's used to getting the ball in, in critical situations. And I also guarantee you from playing there, he's going to have a little better understanding of the pass game and how to pass protect. You're not playing for any team. I don't care how much you throw the ball. If you can't pass protect a little bit as a running back. So I would go with him. Uh, and as an additional note, Jaden uh, Riddell is a guy that's going to play next year, too. Ooh, tight yes, sir. He's a flex guy. Um, I know CJ Carr ended up going to Notre Dame, told me at one point at seven on seven he, that Riddell was the best playmaker he had played with in seven on seven. And he played for an elite organization. So that's something that's to right. look forward to if you're a Bulldog fan. That's exactly right. I, I agree with that a thousand percent. These tight ends, Oscar Delp, as well as uh, Lucky and the like, they're going to have dudes playing and rotating through all the time. You see this continue. We're going to come back and ask Brian actually about this continuation of wide receivers coming into Georgia because we have talented dudes. We have Ra Ra. We have Dom Lovett. We have all of these guys, Dylan Bell, and, and all of a sudden more receiving threats want to come to Georgia. Why is that? And what's going on? How are they going to see the field? We're going to talk about that as well as talk about the KJ Bolden and, and what happened there. Uh, but first we'll let you know about a few more people you should hear about. And that is FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash Locked On College. Make every moment more. Right now, FanDuel is the official sports book of Locked On Bulldogs and Locked On Podcasts everywhere. They are safe. They are efficient. They are great. They have every single line that you could imagine. And right now, the NFL season is keep going. And if you put a money line bet down, five bucks, just get five bucks, money line bet, no matter what it is. If it hits, you get 150 bucks of bonus bets right back to your account. That's first time users go to fanduel.com slash locked on, put a money line down, Niners to win, they win, you get that money. 150 bucks bonus bets right back to you. If you're looking at this bowl game coming up for Georgia against uh, Florida State that has everybody sitting so far, which by the way, T's and P's to Florida State. We're going to talk, my goodness, what a horrid, horrid month stretch. But put a money line bet down for Georgia to win that game. Get 150 in bonus bets right back to you. FanDuel.com slash locked on there. The official partners of NFL make every moment more with FanDuel. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
I'm here with Brian Smith talking recruiting the number one class for Georgia. Signs, sealed, delivered. Uh, let's start with, uh, we've, we talked about running backs, we talked about offense. Let's start this third segment of talking about the biggest flip, and he might play some offense. I don't know. You don't know. We don't know, because who the heck knows? But K.J. Bolden is a dog. This is why you don't burn bridges. And Georgia fans, please hear me. When a kid does not commit to your school, all use type. If you have to type anything, is go be great. That's it. Good luck. That's it. Don't type anything else. You're a 38-year-old man talking to a 17-year-old kid. Calm down, people. My goodness gracious. Okay, K.J. Bolden comes to Georgia, flips from FSU. Um, I, I can't understate how impressive this get is for Georgia. We now have a defensive back room that is unbelievable we've we've gotten dudes before and kirby smart has got gotten safeties and will muschamp is going to have his hands full coaching these kids ellis robinson is i think going to play maybe day one he might be the the freshman starter opposite whoever gets out of camp for georgia that's how good he is kj bolden might be a caleb downs type situation what happened at alabama for him we missed out on downs but we got kj give us your assessment on kj bolden and what type of player we are getting Speed. Uh, usually mm. kids that play free safety don't have KJ's absolute first step explosiveness or his open field speed. He'll turn an interception into a highlight reel touchdown. And he's a kid that also will come up and thump you. His highlight reel from this year is nine minutes. It's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. But great kid, great kid to be around. Pretty, pretty easy going off the field. He's totally different on it. Physical, downhill, you can play him in the slot. You can play him nickel. You can play him at free, and yes, you could definitely play him at receiver if you wanted. I'd imagine they'll use him in a lot of different ways, depending on what they need next year. He might be their nickel. I, I don't know. He can play man coverage, but he's got the length you're looking for, too. I'll tell you what, Clint, kids like that tend to find their way to the field. I, I like my odds of saying that he's going to play some significant reps beyond the, yes. the little games. It, it'll be SEC ball for him. Yes. See, and this is what's really, really unique. Uh, Georgia has a couple of guys making decisions. Uh, Javon Bullard and Jackie Smith, who has to decide what are they going to do? Are they going to come back for a fifth year, use that COVID season, try to up their draft stock, or just go to the league and try to play it out? Who knows? But I think that, yes, that the star position, that safety linebacker hybrid coming down into the box, playing back. KJ Bolden can do that. He can bang. He can hit. But speed is where he's really going to be at, covering a slot guy going up the seam. He could do no problem. He is instinctual on the ball. I think that's what stands out to me. The dude just knows how to gravitate. He's a magnet for those things. And those types of players, like it's kind of like in basketball, you get that shooter's roll, right? So a shot looks really weird and it hits the rim and it's like, and then it goes in. You're like, oh, that's lucky. That's the shooter's bounce, right? KJ Bolden is the shooter's bounce to football. The dude just gets the ball to him speed kills and he is on that defensive side and i don't know what they're going to play with him on, on weapon wise we've seen dylan bell play multiple positions who knows what's going to happen on that but kj bolden comes in and yeah i i do anticipate if a couple of guys leave if tyke or javon bullard decide to bolt oh, even yeah. if they don't they're going to rotate kj is that type of guy that can play and i'm not nervous about it. malachi star started as a freshman i wasn't nervous well after oregon interception it really made me feel very very confident but it's going to be something that he could play right away and he could bang. I'm beyond the moon excited because I think now we have our defensive back group for the next two years that is solidified and they're going to play. They're not going to sit if they have the skill. They're going to do it, especially with this attrition in the transfer portal. Um, Brian, let's talk about that transfer portal because a couple of guys and have been rumored and linked. We get uh, London Humphreys coming in from Vanderbilt. 
He's coming to play wide receiver. That is official. Uh, we got a number of guys who have already come last year from Missouri and, and across the board. But all of a sudden, Colby Young, Miami Hurricanes wide receiver, is rumored to also be looking at Georgia and transferring in. That's a whole lot of mouths to feed on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but just let's speculate. Who is who is Colby? What does he bring? Why is he looking at Georgia? And what does he want to do? 6'4", 215. He's a pure boundary receiver. He played the last two seasons for the University of Miami. His first year of college was Lackawanna College in Pennsylvania. It's a junior college. And he's been successful all three years. And I was nobody knew anything about him wanting to hit the portal, get up one morning, and there it, I, I'm like, yep. okay. So I don't, I don't know what the deal was. Um, but whatever. He's good enough to play in the NFL at some point. I mean, if he goes to Georgia, that kind of says it because Kirby's pretty picky about the portal. He's a real, you know, yes. don't want to screw up the locker room guy and all that. But if you're going to lose some guys at receiver, tight end, running back, whatever, you got to have playmakers. And this is a proven commodity. I've been around him. He's a real easygoing kid. He would fit into any locker room. So I think Georgia would do well to get him. I don't know if there's another school that's right there. I just know he's visited UGA. I haven't followed it that much, but it is interesting because if you really look at it, if, if UGA gets that guy that like that to add with his speed, he's going to be single covered a lot. He's going to have a chance yeah. and he's a 50, 50 ball guy. So he could fit in well at UGA. Yeah. Guy Colby Young has had uh, five touchdown receptions each of the last year, uh, 47, 32 uh, had over 500 yards last year. Um, dude can play. He's at Miami. Now I, this just in, if you're playing at Miami, if you're playing in Florida, there's not a school in Florida that doesn't like to pass the ball and go be electric on the offensive side. So this is why Florida is so heavily recruited uh, and why Kirby dips his toes down there into the state. And so if you're telling me we get a kid who on the offensive side of the ball, Dylan Bell is not a, a huge dude. London Humphreys is actually pretty tall and pretty lengthy, pretty athletic guy. He can also go on the outside. But now if you're telling me we got slot guys to Kobe White, Rah uh, Rah, Dom Lovett, and now on the outside, uh, because Brock Bowers was the dude that can go in any position and line up. He's not, by the way, Georgia fans, he's not coming back. Stop. He's not coming back. Give up. I know he hasn't declared. Stop. Um, now zero saying, chance. Zero it's chance. Zero. Thank you. <laughs> Lee. I just, every time I see it on Twitter, like, oh, he hasn't announced yet. I'm like, yeah, guys, cool. He's secretive. He's a chill guy. He gave his ways NIL money to other players on the team. Like, this is just who he is. He's a, he's a reclusive dude. Chill. Um, but Colby Young, all of a sudden you get this guy coming in. If he does commit to Georgia out of the transfer portal, yeah, outside weapon, go up and get it. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, he is Brian Smith. Brian, tell the folk where they can follow you, where they can interact, where they can get more coverage of what you're doing. At FB Scout underscore Florida on Twitter. I'm all over the Locked On Network, especially uh, over the next 48 hours because everybody <laughs> wants to be on for their signing day recaps. But it, it's just fun, man. Um, I, I enjoy this and I get a chance to – I'm going to be in your neck of the woods with the Georgia people a little more. I'm going to be moving to Alabama here pretty soon. So covering the state of Alabama and Georgia a little more. So it'll be interesting, but I'll still be in Florida a lot too. So <laughs> Love it. Uh, here's Brian Smith. Go find him over on Twitter on the X machine. It's fantastic. I am Clint for my co-host Daniel, who's not here. We appreciate you guys being here. This has been Locked On Bulldogs, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll see you all next time. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. 
Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.